section seventeen of commentary on the epistles of paul the apostle to the corinthians volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org commentary on the epistles of paul the apostle to the corinthians volume one by john calvin translated by rev john pringle first corinthians chapter three verses one to four and i brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal even as unto babes in christ i have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto ye were not able to bear it neither yet now are ye able for ye are yet carnal for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions are ye not carnal and walk as men for while one saith i am of paul and another i am of apollos are ye not carnal one and i brethren he begins to apply to the corinthians themselves that he had said respecting carnal persons that they may understand that the fault was their own that the doctrine of the cross had not more charms for them it is probable that in mercantile minds like theirs there was too much confidence and arrogance still lingering so that it was not without much ado and great difficulty that they could bring themselves to embrace the simplicity of the gospel hence it was that undervaluing the apostle and the divine efficacy of his preaching they were more prepared to listen to those teachers that were subtle and showy while destitute of the spirit hence with the view of beating down so much the better their insolence he declares that they belong to the company of those who stupefied by carnal sense are not prepared to receive the spiritual wisdom of god he softens down it is true the harshness of his reproach by calling them brethren but at the same time he brings it forward expressly as a matter of reproach against them that their minds were suffocated with the darkness of the flesh to such a degree that it formed a hindrance to his preaching among them what sort of sound judgment then must they have when they are not fit and prepared as yet even for hearing he does not mean however that they were altogether carnal so as to have not one spark of the spirit of god but that they had still greatly too much of carnal sense so that the flesh prevailed over the spirit and did as it were drown out his light hence although they were not altogether destitute of grace yet as they had more of the flesh than of the spirit they are on that account termed carnal this sufficiently appears from what he immediately adds that they were babes in christ 
for they would not have been babes had they not been begotten and that begetting is from the spirit of god babes in christ this term is sometimes taken in a good sense as it is by peter who exhorts us to be like newborn babes first peter chapter two verse two and in that saying of christ unless ye become as these little children ye shall not enter into the kingdom of god luke chapter eighteen verse seventeen here however it is taken in a bad sense as referring to the understanding for we must be children in malice but not in understanding as he says afterwards in chapter fourteen verse twenty a distinction which removes all occasion of doubt as to the meaning to this also there is a corresponding passage in ephesians chapter four verse fourteen that we be no longer children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine and made the sport of human fallacies but may day by day grow up etc two i have fed you with milk here it is asked whether paul transformed christ to suit the diversity of his hearers i answer that this refers to the manner and form of his instructions rather than to the substance of the doctrine for christ is at once milk to babes and strong meat to those that are of full age hebrews chapter five verses thirteen and fourteen the same truth of the gospel is administered to both but so as to suit their capacity hence it is the part of a wise teacher to accommodate himself to the capacity of those whom he has undertaken to instruct so that in dealing with the weak and ignorant he begins with first principles and does not go higher than they are able to follow mark chapter four verse thirty three and so that in short he drops in his instructions by little and little lest it should run over if poured in more abundantly at the same time those first principles will contain everything necessary to be known no less than the farther advanced lessons that are communicated to those that are stronger on this point read augustine's ninety-eighth homily on john this tends to refute the specious pretext of some who while they do but mutter out from fear of danger something of the gospel in an indistinct manner pretend to have paul's example here meanwhile they present christ at such a distance and covered over besides with so many disguises that they constantly keep their followers in destructive ignorance i shall say nothing of their mixing up many corruptions their presenting christ not simply in half but torn to fragments their not merely concealing such gross idolatry but confirming it also by their own example and if they have said anything that is good 
straightway polluting it with numerous falsehoods how unlike they are to paul is sufficiently manifest for milk is nourishment and not poison and nourishment that is suitable and useful for bringing up children until they are farther advanced for ye were not able to bear it that they may not flatter themselves too much on their own discernment he first of all tells them what he had found among them at the beginning and then adds what is still more severe that the same faults remain among them to this day for they ought at least in putting on christ to have put off the flesh and thus we see that paul complains that the success which his doctrine ought to have had was impeded for if the hearer does not occasion delay by his slowness it is the part of a good teacher to be always going up higher till perfection has been attained three for ye are as yet carnal so long as the flesh that is to say natural corruption prevails in a man it has so completely possession of the man's mind that the wisdom of god finds no admittance hence if we would make proficiency in the lord's school we must first of all renounce our own judgment and our own will now although among the corinthians some sparks of piety were emitted they were kept under by being choked for since there are among you the proof is derived from the effects for as envying and strifes and divisions are the fruits of the flesh wherever they are seen it is certain that the root is there in its vigor those evils prevailed among the corinthians and accordingly he proves from this that they are carnal he makes use of the same argument too in galatians chapter five verse twenty five if ye live in the spirit walk also in the spirit for while they were desirous to be regarded as spiritual he calls them to look at their works by which they denied what with their mouth they professed titus chapter one verse sixteen observe however the elegant arrangement that paul here pursues for from envying spring up contentions and these when they have once been enkindled break out into deadly sects but the mother of all these evils is ambition walk as men from this it is manifest that the term flesh is not restricted to the lower appetites merely as the sophists pretend the seed of which they call sensuality but is employed to describe man's whole nature for those that follow the guidance of nature are not governed by the spirit of god these according to the apostle's definition are carnal so that the flesh and man's natural disposition are quite synonymous and hence it is not without good reason that he elsewhere requires that we be new creatures in christ 
second corinthians chapter five verse seventeen four for while one saith he now specifies the particular kind of contentions and he does this by personating the corinthians that his description may have more force that each one gloried in his particular master as though christ were not the one master of all matthew chapter twenty three verse eight now where such ambition still prevails the gospel has little or no success you are not however to understand that they declared this openly in express words but the apostle reproves those depraved dispositions to which they were given up at the same time it is likely that as a predilection arising from ambition is usually accompanied with an empty talkativeness they openly discovered by their words the absurd bias of their mind by extolling their teachers to the skies in magnificent terms accompanying this at the same time with contempt of paul and those like him End of section seventeen recording by lucretia b